Sit With Us acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land this podcast is recorded on. We also pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella and I'm Dom and this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. I'm a Pisces. I'm a very overly emotional person. On top of that, I'm Italian, so it's great. (laughs) Two thumbs up. So if no one's told you that you're amazing today, I want to be the first one. You're fucking awesome. Welcome back to another episode of Sit With Us, the podcast. Now, it might sound a little bit different and uh, that's because I'm riding solo today. Miss Ella is over in Bali enjoying a lovely little holiday with her boyfie and I'm incredibly jealous because I've just been seeing, you know, social media of her, you know, by the pool Chilling out, uh, and little old me, I'm just here in Sydney. Millie's sitting at my feet, and I'm recording in my kitchen today. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to chat to you guys a little bit about my mental health, but also just a few questions that I've received over the last few months. I guess since I've started opening up about my mental health journey from when I was quite young. And I think, you know, it is something that a lot of people deal with. And I think the main thing is it is a struggle for people because they sometimes don't know how to open up to their loved ones and the people around them. Uh, So I wanted to chat a little bit about that today. But I guess starting out, just a little life catch up. This is so weird also recording by myself. Like I'm like, oh, yep. Okay, what do I say? Um, so bear with me, guys, because I, I haven't recorded a solo episode in in a little while. But yeah, life has been hectic and great and amazing, uh, just how we like it. But I'm really looking forward to having some time off during Christmas. I just, I honestly just can't wait to just have some free time and days where I can just go to the beach and relax a little bit. Obviously working for myself and doing the podcast and everything else I do, I'm very lucky because I get to work from home, you know, in inverted commas. And I guess to some extent I do get to make my own hours and stuff like that. But during the weekdays, I do feel guilty if I take some time out and, you know, just take myself to the beach or do something for me because I feel guilty that I need to be doing something or I should, you know, I should be doing something. And I guess that's a very common thing and a lot of people struggle with that. It's just being able to be lazy and taking comfort in the fact that it's not being lazy per se. It's actually just taking some time for you and it's very important for your mental health. And that's why I wanted to just kind of start out by talking about this before we get into talking about talking with your partner and your friends about your own mental health and opening up and that kind of stuff. So yeah, looking forward to just having some time with my family and friends and not having to be, I guess, a slave to to working. And I know a lot of you guys will be feeling the exact same going into Christmas and we know it's a freaking hectic time of year. Like honestly, I'm really just looking forward to Christmas being over because it's so intense. It's, you know, and we did a whole episode on this about having to, you know, 
make time for everyone else and forgetting to take the time for yourself as well. And I'm a huge advocate for, you know, having time for you as well. And it is so important for your mental health, especially during this really intense time of year. And yeah, whether that be, you know, sitting down on the couch and not feeling guilty about sitting down on the couch, like honestly, that's one of my favorite things and and simplest and free and cheap and easy things to do is sit on the couch, put my phone away, put on my favorite TV show, whatever I want to watch and just not feel guilty about laying there and doing nothing. Like I know when I'm stressed and busy, the quickest and easiest way for me other than sleep of getting myself back into some kind of kind of like calm state is to just sit down and do nothing and put my phone away because the stimulation of my phone and thinking that there's an email that I could reply to or there's a post I could be putting up or there's something that needs to be edited or done or looked at, like that's too much stress. So put the phone away. That for me is the biggest distraction. Like TV and that kind of stimuli really isn't that intense. Like I enjoy that because I can actually switch off. It's the phone really that I think is the number one kind of source of anxiety really. And I know a lot of you guys um, would tend to agree on that. But yeah, getting into today's topic and we're going to be talking about mental health and being able to open up to your loved ones, your partner, um, your in your workplace if you need to. And I just want to start out by saying everyone's journey is different and I totally understand that whatever I'm going to say today is obviously just a guide and this is my experience and this is, I guess, me having dealt with mental health over a 15-year period, I've gained a somewhat confidence with my mental health now. You know, if you'd asked me 15 years ago, I would have been like, no, I'm not talking about it with anyone other than my mum. Like my close friends wouldn't have even known I was struggling with anxiety and depression. So um, this has obviously come with, you know, uh, experience and building that confidence. So you just need to remember that you can cut yourself some slack if, um, you know, you don't feel as though you've got the confidence yet to open up with your loved ones or your partner. Um, I think the main thing that I want to reiterate first and foremost is that you should never allow anyone to make you feel like you're being judged by them. I completely understand you're not going to be able to control people's feelings and emotions, uh, but at the end of the day, and, and I always say this and I know it sounds horrible. I'm not horrible, but like at the end of the day, people don't really give a shit about you, okay? Like, yes, obviously, like your closest, closest, like your partner, your parents, like obviously they care for you m- much more like deeper uh, than just someone that follows you on Instagram. But it's the opinions and the feelings of those closest to you that should matter the most. And I'll just start by saying that when I first came out and spoke about, you know, my mental health journey, my parent, my parents didn't understand me. It was a very tough time. And this was like back when I was in high school. So it was a very rough time because I was going through all of those hormonal changes as an ad- like as a adolescent and coming to being an adult. And it was very hard for my parents to understand. This is years ago when I guess mental health wasn't spoken about. It wasn't, I don't want to say not accepted because it definitely was more than say like the 1950s and 60s where no one even spoke about it and you were just crazy. But I definitely grew up in a world where in my parents' generation definitely 
they were worried about what other people were going to think. Like if, you know, when I had my school refusal and I wasn't going to school and, um, you know, and I had social anxiety and I wouldn't leave the house and it was all about what other people were going to think. And, you know, I've spoken to my parents now as an adult and they definitely look back on that time and think, oh, fuck, I wish I just, we didn't give a shit. It was just all about you and your, you know, the health of your mental health, you know. So I think the main thing here is education. If you can, you know, if you're going to sit down and have a conversation with your close loved ones, I think the main thing is come to them with a book, you know, Um, go to the library or go online and find, uh, you know, some medical journals about what you're going through. If it's hard for you to actually explain how you're feeling, you know, go online and find some articles and and send it to your loved ones and say, this is how I'm feeling. I relate to this person or, you know, even this podcast or a podcast that we've done in the past about my mental health, Ella's struggles, send it to your loved one and have them listen and have them listen to someone else who's experienced it and has that experience uh, of opening up about how they feel send it to them and get them to listen to it and that's going to start the conversation. And I think it's a really, like we're so lucky these days that we have podcasts and we have access to the internet and all of that that can help our loved ones educate themselves because at the end of the day it actually comes down to education. The more that we are aware of how different people cope with different things and different mental health issues and whatever that may be, we're just going to be a better society. So first tip would, yeah, I mean, send them a podcast, send them an article uh, and then sit down and have that conversation and say, hey, like I hope you had a a chance to listen to that podcast or read that article. I've just been having feelings of that I'm not good enough or that I, I can't leave the house. I'm feeling really, you know, and everyone's anxiety is different. That's the thing, guys. So like from from my experience, my social anxiety back in the day when I literally didn't want to leave the house was that I just did not have the strength or the power to have social interactions with other people. And that was because I was obviously depressed and I gained that depression from being so overwhelmed from my anxiety. So I mean, the best thing that you can do when you start to have feelings of being anxious and they are, you know, taking over your life, whether that be you find it really hard to fall asleep at night, you find it really hard getting out of bed, you know, small things don't make you happy anymore. I know when I was going through my depression right before I got a divorce, I would call my mum crying like multiple multiple times a week and I just remember telling her like that the small things that used to make me really happy, whether that be my morning coffee, sitting down on the couch or even shopping, like the things that give you that instant dopamine, serotonin hit, the things that used to make me happy weren't making me happy anymore. And that's a real indication that you're struggling. And obviously there are different levels of this and this is just my experience. But for me, that was the first indication that my anxiety was starting to take over. And that's when I knew, I mean, in hindsight now, I I really wish I had done something sooner because then I wouldn't have gotten into such a deep depression and a hole. But I mean, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Like it's, it's all well and good to sit here five years, you know, past it all and say, oh, well, if I'd done this differently, maybe I wouldn't have struggled so much and maybe I could have done this differently and it would have saved this and whatever. So hindsight's beautiful, but 
you've just got to live in the moment. So that's what we're doing now. And my hindsight is just going to offer you guys tips and tricks and and help. I think, you know, once you've had that, you once you've opened up with your loved ones and you've just start to have conversations with them, I think it's really important to find a time where the person that you want to have a conversation with is, you know, not stressed out, not doing something else. You want to have that person's full attention. I think that's very important um, because it's not something that you want to be talking to them while they're cooking dinner or trying to finish work for the day or something like that. Uh, it's something best to be done while, you know, you're watching telly or something. Just put the TV on mute and say, hey, guys, I just want to have a little bit of a chat about how I've been feeling lately. But definitely the next step would be to go and seek professional help. And we're so lucky in Australia. And I know we have international listeners and I know that different healthcare systems around the world are very different. But here in Australia, we're very lucky that if we go and see a GP, we can get uh, up to 10 free visits to go and see a psychologist um, a year. And I know that might not seem like a, a lot or enough, but it's definitely a start so I think the first step would be going and speaking to a GP, someone that you trust and that, um, you know, you know, you've known for a while. That would be great. Um, if you don't have a pretty solid GP, just go and see any that's local in your area and just sit down and have a chat and say that you've been having feelings of unease, you know, your, your heart rate's been a bit high lately or you can't sleep and you, you your train of thought, you can't rest at night because your mind's going a million miles an hour and just list off, you know, your symptoms. I think the main thing that people seem to forget, you know, and I always like use this analogy that it would have been so much easier when I was going through my mental health struggles if I'd wrapped my head in, you know, a a bandage and people would ask, oh, my God, are you okay? Like what's happened? But because it's an invisible struggle, people don't realise. So, you could come across as though you're you're completely fine, like you've got your shit together, you whatever. But it's everyone has and struggles with anxiety and their mental health in different ways. So you could be presenting in a way and no one would know. And that's totally fine. That's your journey. But I think the best thing you can do is write it all down, type it in your phone, write it on a piece of paper, in your journal, whatever you want to do, and keep kind of track of your feelings. Um, I know it sounds like a really mundane thing and it's just another thing that you've got to keep track of, but your mental health is honestly like a top priority because without your brain, you're not going to function dull. And our mental fitness is just as important as getting to the gym, it's getting to Pilates. It's actually fucking more important than that because without your mental fitness, everything else isn't going to work and it's going to be detrimental to the rest of your life, let alone relationships, work, career, all of that other stuff that comes with it. And I know amongst life and how busy and how crazy and hectic everything else can get, it's hard to remember to take the time to actually look after yourself. But now more than ever, going into this busy period of the year, we can forget about us, forget to go to the doctor, forget to go and get your um you know, your pap smear or your, your, your yearly blood test, whatever that may be. It's very easy to get caught up with everything else that's happening. Um, and it is just another form of self-care. The, the second that we start 
realizing that going to see a psychologist, going to see a counselor is literally like going to get a facial, going to get a pedicure, the better that the world is going to be because it literally is that. It is it is keeping up with your mental fitness. It is making sure that you are taking care of yourself. And guys, you should love yourself from the inside out and making sure that you keep an eye on the little changes that might be occurring, you know, and and like I said earlier about, you know, losing the joys of of little things. I think for me that was a really um, huge sign that something wasn't right. Over the years it's it, and it's taken me years to learn how to communicate my feelings and emotions properly. I'm a Pisces. I'm a very overly emotional person. On top of that, I'm Italian, so it's great. <laughs> Two thumbs up. But I tend to be overly emotional, especially if I've reached my tether. Um, and this can be somewhat overwhelming for other people, especially if I'm trying to have a very uh, serious conversation. And I know this happens with my partner quite a bit because he's the complete opposite and he's very chilled and like methodical in like, okay, what's the issue? Let's fix it. Like it's, you know, and so it's actually a really good example because he's very much like has never struggled with anxiety, doesn't realize what it feels like when you feel stuck, when you can't move, you don't want to get up, you can't leave the house. He doesn't understand that. And when I say he doesn't understand it, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have empathy. The best way that I convey it to him and communicate it to him is that I know this feeling is going to pass, but in this moment right now where I feel as though I can't pick myself up and keep going, all I need for you is to tell me that it's okay and this will pass because your anxiety will pass. It's always going to go up to a high peak and it's always going to come down. And an anxiety attack or, a, you know, a spell of anxiety is so exhausting because all of your adrenals are all over the place, like your heart's racing, you're sweating, you feel nauseous. However else symptomatic you may be, a spell of anxiety is so exhausting. So I know for me and the way that I've communicated to my partner is if you ever, you know, see me being anxious and I actually hide it very well. So I feel as though in my relationship, I actually need to be the one to be like, babe, I'm actually feeling quite anxious. And I know you probably don't don't even realize because I'm I probably from, you know, from the outside look like I'm just normal, but really I'm hiding a lot of anxiety and feeling right now and I feel out of my body. So and I know that can be really hard to admit, you know, how you're feeling to another person. For me, when I actually verbalize to another person that I'm feeling anxious, I feel as though a weight lifts off me. It's like, okay, I've acknowledged it. I've acknowledged this feeling right now of how I'm feeling in my body and I'm go- it's going to pass. And now that I've acknowledged it and the people around me understand, well, not, look, okay, I'm not going to use the word understand because look, let's be honest, it can be very hard for people who aren't anxious to actually understand Now that the people around me are aware that I'm feeling this way, that's one thing off my chest because I understand a lot of people with anxiety are worried about how other people are going to see them. And I know for me it is anyway. It's like, oh, my God, I don't want people around me to know that I'm anxious. Like, oh. But 
also, I don't know where that feeling comes from because I couldn't give two fucks, but it's just, it's like it goes hand in hand with anxiety. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it fucking comes from. I don't know why this feeling of self-doubt, but it's all of these feelings and emotions that I really try on a daily on a daily basis not to let affect my life. All of that comes creeping in in that moment of weakness. But I think the moral of this story, guys, I'm, I want to. I don't want to go on about this because I could. I honestly could talk about mental health all fucking day. Like it takes up a lot of my thinking and a lot of my feeling um, because I get so many DMs on a daily basis from people who are struggling and who are you know, wanting to go off their medication and saw my stories about it and being so open and honest. And I'm still on my journey. I'm still currently taking 125 milligrams. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I I think I'm a little bit scarred from the last time I went down 25 milligrams. So I'm, I'm kind of at this crossroads right now where I'm like, I'm so fucking scared to do it again because I know how, how painful it was. And it's, it's not comfortable at all. It is not pleasant. It is, um, I'll be honest with you, I was really angry actually. I was really angry at the system. I was really angry at the doctors that put me on this medication 15 years ago. I was angry at my parents. I was like, why the fuck would you put me on this medication? Um, I, I was angry at myself for staying on it for so long. Um, so I had to overcome all of those emotions because I was at this point where I knew like I know I'm doing this for the right reasons I know I'm doing this because it's going to benefit me but fucking hell is it tough man and shout out to all the people that have done it because I've now taken like two months of a break of where I haven't reduced my medication um I have since gone back to my GP and he's given me uh some beta blockers to help with my adrenals during that time. I know that sounds like counterintuitive, just giving me another tablet to deal with it. But like in in conjunction with that, he's given me like anti-nausea. He's given me like said to take these supplements. And because the physical symptoms outweighed the, like I didn't feel anything mentally. It was literally that I could not get out of bed. I was so sick. I couldn't eat. I had full body like spasms and and it felt like electricity was coming out of my fingers and my toes. And that's not something that people talk about. Like, you know, um, I want to normalize talking about this because I know a lot of people normalize being like, yeah, I'm on medication. Great. Love that. Like, don't forget, you know, hot girls take the antidepressants. Yeah, that's great. We love that. But also let's normalize the fact of how fucking hard it is to come off of them. And the fact that there isn't support out there, um, you know, I feel like there's a whole heap of support to get you on the medication and love that. But when it's time to come off of it, because look, yeah, of course, I could be fine to take this medication for the rest of my life, but I don't want to because I feel as though I've changed and I've outgrown what I'm being medicated for. I don't think that I'm struggling with my mental health like I was 15 years ago. So I really wanted to give my body a chance to come off of the medication and reassess where I'm at. It's a real struggle and I'm in a really grateful, like I'm so grateful that I get to be open and share this with you guys and potentially help anyone else that's in this position and is feeling alone. And I just want you to know that you're not. 
I don't want this to deter anyone from, you know, going on their mental health journey and their doctor prescribes them a medication and then they don't want to go on it because of what I'm saying here. That That's not what I'm trying to do. Like I'm all for the medication. It's just being aware of, you know, the journey that it's going to be when you have to come off of it. And that's all part and parcel. And just know that when your doctor does medicate you, they're giving it to you for a reason and because it's beneficial to you. Um, and I would never want to take that away. And like, obviously I'm not a doctor. Like, bitch, if I was a doctor, I would be fucking calling myself Dr. Domenica Calaco. Okay. And I'm not. So, you know, the fact that I come on this podcast and I talk about my experiences, it's an experience. But guys, that's it for today. I hope my ramblings make some sense. I am really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. And I, I really do hope that you enjoyed it and that it helped some of you out there. And just know that I'm always, my DMs are always open. The group chat is always there in the Facebook group. And I'm always willing to chat. And I love hearing your stories. You know, it, it's so amazing to hear the real life stories of you guys, just everyday people out there living life and going through it. I think you're all amazing. I want you to know that. Um, so if no one's told you that you're amazing today, I want to be the first one. You're fucking awesome. And don't forget it. And, uh, yeah, well, next episode, Miss Ella will be back. Um, we'll hear all about her Bali uh, journey excitement Please, God, don't bring home a ghost with her um, from Bali. So we'll see what that's all about. But in the meantime, guys, I hope you have an incredible day, night, wherever you are in the world. I love you. We'll chat next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>